You're listening to the weekly podcast of Launch Church of Jacksonville, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Yeah, please stop the prayer music. But we all be in the spirit praying. Hey Amen. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? It is good to be here. Praise God. Uh, back in, I guess, our home. It's been a little uncomfortable the last two weeks, but uh, I won't say uncomfortable. It's been a little hot, but today we are, we are, we are here. I get to show you guys our new backdrop, which is absolutely beautiful. I've been sitting in the back, you know, looking at it on back here and just looking at it, and that's like it's hard to turn around and. I, I hate it's behind me. I want to preach to it. You know what I'm saying? It just looks so good. I I don't know what to do. You know, it just, it's just a blessing and I just love it. I've been touching it all, all morning and praise God, looking at it on the camera and then looking at it on my phone and looking at it in my face. And I, I wish I could preach this way today. I mean, I really do. I mean, but y'all don't want to see the back of my head, but I'm so thankful to uh, Miss Larice and and Kay uh, Cassandra, praise God, who who lay that God laid on their heart to do this out of their own pocket, which is an absolute blessing. And I just pray 100% return to you uh, and your family for doing this. I think it looks absolutely wonderful. Praise God! I'm looking at it on the screen now. Look at everybody online. Wow! Hey, everybody. <laughs> It's so good to see y'all. So, amen. It's just been absolutely blessing. Also, I also want to give a, a huge thank you uh, to Dewan and his wife, Angela. Uh, they absolutely blessed our hearts on this week. Are they on, dude? Uh, amen. What's up, Dewan? My brother, uh, God laid it on his heart to do something for us, and it was uh, right on time. And just want to say thank you. Uh, I, I, want, I was going to text, but I said, no, I'd rather wait so you can hear it straight out of my mouth. Um, and see my face while I'm saying it. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to say thank you to you and your family for obeying God. And it was it was a right on time thing what you did, and uh, absolutely honored and uh, and thankful to to you. If well to God first and foremost, uh, but also to you. And it was a lesson. It's a lesson. If I the lesson I got out of it, you know what I'm saying is that. Man, for I've heard it all my life. I've pre even preached it, but there is really no distance in the spirit realm. There is really no distance, man. Like, continue your faith. Continue to believe. You never know who God has put you on their mind, or you never know God has touched somebody and have them uh, have you on their mind to to bless you or pray for you. And there's really no distance in the spirit. So it was so encouraging um, to get that and and to be blessed by that. And I just thank you and your household for it. And I pray a 100% return on that uh, as well in Jesus name. Uh, what else is going on? I see my sister Anja is on. What's going on? Anja all the way from San Francisco. If y'all remember, she, she drove all the way from San Francisco to participate in the service. I wish she would have been here with the backdrop so you can see the backdrop. I might refer to this all day throughout the service because I, I'm absolutely in love with it. Uh, but, you know, hey, man, you can see it on camera, but I can touch it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
All right, let me get back. Let me get serious. What's going on? It looks great. It looks great. It looks great. I know I am going to take a picture in front of it. I promise you I am. Uh, you know, if I can just get my eyes off of it for a second. Amen. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you guys, for those who don't know, a lot has been going on. Um, well, I'm not saying a lot. Let me just say some. The enemy has been busy. And if you don't know, um, today is the 24th. This was supposed to be our official grand opening. And I, I, I was debating back and forth with God. You know, you know, I wanted to do something big. I thought we would be in our building by now. Uh, but God is doing some other things with that and working some things out. Um, but I know that I, I see why God would have us to open on today. Like I was going to say, hey, let's push it back. We won't be call ourselves officially open. But I, I got some word yesterday from a friend of mine, another pastor, and they wanted me to actually <laughs> take our service today uh, to uh, downtown Jacksonville because the pagans are gathering today. And if, if you if you are really into um, into church history and understanding God's nature and character, uh, this the 20 the reason I chose the 24th is because it's a very special day in God's calendar. And I'm, we're going to do a study on this. Um, you know, it, it might be before the end of the year or it might be right at the beginning of the year on God's calendar. A lot of times we get caught up on our calendar, USA calendar, you know, January, February, March, April. I know my I know my months in Spanish. Forgive me. I'm from Miami. So Enero, Febrero, Mazo, Abril, Mayo, Junio, Julio, Agosto, September, October, November, December. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, was it? Oh, amen. Amen. So we know our calendar that way, but God doesn't operate on our calendar. Uh, he operates on his calendar and is what the Jewish people operate by. And you have the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of the Tabernacle. You have the Feast of Unleavened Bread. I mean, you have all of these and we're going to study them out. But there's a particular feast today that were, what is called the, well, not a feast, it's a, a 10 days of awe. And it's after a particular Feast of Weeks. The Feast of Weeks just happened last week uh, into this Sunday. And I wanted our church to open on this day because on God's calendar, it's the start of the 10 days of all. So out of the Feast of Weeks is when everybody gets together uh, and they begin to thank God for what has happened throughout the year and what is happening, uh, going to happen through the wintertime. And it's one of the biggest celebrations in Jewish customs and Hebrew customs. Right. So what they do is they get together and they thank God for the harvest that they have that they're going to receive. They've worked hard all through the summer. They worked hard through the spring. They've planted. They've nurtured. They've cared. They've watered. They've and they've grown this harvest. And now they celebrate the Feast of Weeks where they go out and they begin to harvest this and they're thanking God for it. And then after that starts the 10 days of all. And the 10 days of all is where they just stand in awe of God. And they're like, all of this hard work throughout the year is paying off. And, and in those 10 days, they really just expect God to show up and show out and just be, I mean, everything that you could think of. I mean, every blessing comes to pass. I mean, God, this is God's 10 days to just show out. So the reason why I chose this day uh, to, to start the ministry on September 24th is because of the 10 days of all. And I just expect God to show up 
in the show out. And I would love, and I loved our birthday to always be when we celebrate our birthday, it would always be the, the, the day of the 10 days of all, we would always start celebrating on the day of 10 days of all in expectation of what God is going to do throughout the rest of the year until throughout the, the year that's coming, praise God until the next 10 days of all. And I just expect God to show up and show out and just be great. And with everything happening in the building and all that stuff, I was like, well, maybe I should push it back, you know, and maybe we'll have a different birthday. And, but it just, God put this date on my heart. And I see why I got a call yesterday from one of my pastor friends. And uh, she was telling me that today is also a huge day in Jacksonville for those who are Satan, Satan worshipers. And they're having this huge thing downtown under uh, the Main Street Bridge, I believe it is, where they're they're brought, bringing out their worship team, their instruments, their band, their pastors, and they are preaching about being saved by Satan. And I just thought the nerve on Satan, and I didn't use those words. I was like the cojones on Satan to take a day that is meant to start to be the start of God's all in this, uh, the next 10 days where God is just supposed to show out and put smack dab on the start of it, that this is a pagan holiday. We're going to get out here on the 24th and we're going to worship Satan and preach Satan. It's going on right now. It started at 11 o'clock and it'll be going on to four. And the pastor wanted me to bring the church out there and we we're going to do some, some preaching and all that stuff. And I still might go out there myself. She's already out there with her church, their church aside. I just, it was too short notice to try to tell everybody. What's that? Oh, it was too short notice to try to tell everybody uh, so we can meet out there and then trying to get all the cameras and stuff together so we can be live. But after service, I'm probably going to go out there um, just to meet up with her to show some support. But I thought it was just absolutely crazy. And when I heard that, I was like, okay, I know for sure that we are supposed to open. The enemy is mad. I told you that God sent this church. God sent this church to Jacksonville. And I don't know what other, what other kind of confirmation we need than to know that the day that I chose, which is the, the start of the 10 days of all, is a, to, for the church to open is the same day that right now in Jacksonville, at the same time we have service. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's crazy to y'all. I don't, I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe stuff just happens. I honestly believe at the same, that this was God's, we are God's answer to this city. I really believe that. I really believe that, that the fact that God knew in, in advance, because he nothing catches him by surprise. God knew this in advance, and he saw that they were planning to do their praise and worship and all that stuff and, and, and worship Satan right now today from 11 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And he said to me almost a year ago, Joshua, I want you to open up on September 24th. And I really believe it's a strategic move by God. So I, 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 I don't know if I sound crazy to y'all. <laughs> I don't know if y'all can see what I'm seeing. But I understand now the struggles on finding a building because now with this coming to light, I see that there's a real spirit here and they're doing it right by the water on purpose because it's a it's a water spirit. And I, I really haven't gotten to teaching you guys about demon, demonology. We will get into that uh, in the future. But there's a serious water spirit here. And the fact that they would choose this day 
to try to congregate on a day that we are opening, praise God. I think that we are the answer or God's answer to this foolishness that is happening right now as I speak. I don't know about y'all, but if, if you think that's, if, if y'all think that's something, praise God, let me know in the chat. If you think that I'm on to something here, let me know in the chat because I, I just feel like, you know, I honestly, <laughs> I want to go out there with my bullhorn and say some stuff and they, I know they're already doing it. I know it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it, Cassandra? It is absolutely crazy. All I could say was, wow. That, But I really believe that it, it what it does, I bring all that up to say this. What it does or what it means to me is that we as a body have to come together more seriously. And I, I, I was, God woke me up this morning about 426, and he, he told me, for those that are in Jacksonville, I want to do a strategic, a strategy meeting. So, uh, you know, I don't know if we can work that out here, but those that are, are right here, meaning like Nathaniel, Regina, Cassandra, Felisa, uh, Felicia, uh, Monet, all those that are here in Jacksonville, I want us to meet either this week or next week. But I think we need to come together and we need to get a strategy meeting in place and we need to start to put things in place because now me seeing this, I know for a fact that we are an answer to this city for God to have our opening date. And I mean, he gave me this date over a year ago, you guys. And I mean, I was like September 24th and I, cause I was more so like in, you know, they always tell you in, in churches, you want to open up around February, January. That's the best time to open is the beginning of the new, the new year. People have their new year resolution and stuff like that. And they say some of those, the worst time to open is in August and September. That's why you see a lot of church anniversaries are always at the beginning of the year because through uh, statistics or so they, in studies, it shows it's better for them to open at the beginning of the year. But for some reason, I could not get this date out of my heart, September 24th, September 24th, September 24th. And now I see why. So I want to do a strategic meeting. Yeah, brainstorm. Yes, I know you are a human brainstorm, Cassandra, for sure. But I want I want us to get together. Um, matter of fact, I, I don't know what everybody's schedule. I have you guys number and maybe I'll create a group or something. And so we can actually get together. We can do it either at my house or we can go out. I prefer not to go out. Honestly, I prefer to just do it at my house. Um, that way it's 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 secluded. And I don't have to worry about, you know, interruptions and stuff like that. Maybe we order some pizza. And we just get together as a family and we discuss some strategies on how to attack this city. I know the building is, is, is a big thing right now, but I'm to the point where I'm ready to put up a tent because after seeing this today or hearing about this yesterday and seeing that it is actually happening. And then the fact that Jacksonville would have it on their calendar for things to do. I, I just, I, it blows my mind. This is supposed to be a Christian city. That's what we all say. It's a Christian city and it is on their map their city map, excuse me, a uh, calendar for things to do and participate in. And you have to buy a ticket to get in, buy a ticket to worship Satan. <laughs> All right. It's crazy. I know it's crazy. I can see y'all faces like, Oh my Jesus, what is, what is coming down? What, what is really happening? So I, I want us to get together. I'll be reaching out to everybody. Uh, hopefully we can do it either this week, sometime this week, later in the week, if not next week, for sure, maybe it's a Tuesday or a Thursday or a Friday, whatever we need to do, maybe a Saturday night, 
so we can really get the brainstorming and putting our heads together to 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 do some damage in this city for Jesus Christ. Because I now I know without a shout of a doubt that we are the answer to this foolishness going on. It's not by coincidence we start our opening date is the 24th. It's not by coincidence that the Satanists chose to have their, their praise and worship day on the, the first day of the 10 days of all. It's not by coincidence, and I don't think it's by chance, and we are going to address that and start making some moves in this city. I love being in, the, in this atmosphere. I love what we're doing, but we I've always said from the beginning, we are not a church of four walls. We are a church that's outside so we can make an impact in, the, in this city and in this region, praise God. And I think that's what we need to start doing. Everything else will fall into place. I'm going to put, put the building, worrying off about the building, all that stuff later. And if we got to find some land, praise God, and put a tent on it or a parking lot, go talk to some businesses and put a tent on it, praise God, then that's what we do. That's what we do. I need some ride or dies who's going to ride with me, who's not ashamed of the gospel. Like Paul said in Romans, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'll do what it takes. If I got to sweat a little bit, praise God, I'll sweat a little bit. But we here to make a, a change. We're not. I, I mean, I, I, I what to say, Pastor, maybe we have a tent revival. Yes. I'm down with that too, Miss Larice. Maybe we have a tent revival, praise God, and we do it that way because I just refuse to let pagans in my city worship, praise God. God has protected this city. Y'all don't understand. I come from Miami, and, I, and for those of you guys who are on that's not in Jacksonville, maybe you don't understand all of this, but I come from Miami. And let me tell you something. The, the, the amount of hurricanes that this city misses out on is amazing. And, and, and let me tell you this. Jacksonville is built much like how Miami was built in 1992 when Hurricane Andrew came through. All this wooden houses and all these trees. This is what Miami looked like with all these oak trees and pine trees and stuff. Miami looked just like this. Shay Shaw, you're from Miami. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You could say amen to this. Miami looked just like Jacksonville at one point. And Hurricane Andrew came through because Miami's pastors and were too busy trying to fight each other about members. We couldn't come together. And Hurricane Andrew, and if you read the Bible in the Old Testament, praise God, Hurricane. when hurricanes came through, it was God's judgment on the earth. It was God's judgment on the earth. And Hurricane Andrew came through, and it flattened Miami completely. It flattened it. It tore down everything. And my, I, I won't say a fear, but my concern for Jacksonville is the same way Miami's houses were built. Jacksonville houses are built right now. And when I tell you roofs were, roofs were gone, when I tell you houses were flattened, everything there's like the whole city changed in one in, in eight hours. It was like complete, complete judgment by God. Everybody was happy for the hurricane to come. And then during the hurricane, everybody was like, Jesus, please come. I was watching a video a couple years back about Hurricane Andrew and just hearing the sounds of the wind and all that stuff brought tears to my eyes because I remember being an eight-year-old boy clawed up to my dad's chest, wouldn't let go because I was so scared. I thought we were dead that day because when we opened our hallway door and we walked out, there was nothing but outside. All of the house was gone besides the house, besides the little hallway that we were in sitting uh, in between the little doors that, that would close that little piece. So if anything fell through, it would hit that, that beam and, and fall off. And I was clawed onto my dad's chest. And, and God, I say all that to say this, God has been faithful to Jacksonville. We miss Hurricane Matthew. 
We miss Hurricane uh, uh, Ida that just went through. How many hurricanes have come right at Jacksonville? It's going to be a direct hit, and then out of nowhere, it just curves and goes the other way. But if we got foolishness happening in our city where we got people getting together to worship Satan and to preach why it is good to serve Satan, that is a direct spit and slap in God's face. And it is directly calling and asking God to say, send your hurricane and send that damage. And I'm going to be real with you. Jacksonville's not ready for a hurricane. I'm going to be real with you. We're not ready for a hurricane. We have water. We're, we have water on every single side of us. We are a bunch of little islands connected by bridges, in my opinion. And we are not ready for a real massive hurricane. But when foolishness like this is going on in our city, that is we are praying or asking for God's judgment. And we have to do something. I refuse to let this stuff happen in my city. I refuse. You ought to have a holy, righteous indignation about you to say you refuse to let this stuff happen in your city. I was in a conference yesterday in Georgia and uh, 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 was ha had the opportunity to be there to, to speak at a, a conference. And um, one thing uh, I, I absolutely I absolutely loved that I had the opportunity to speak about was that. I, they were talking about a lot of people were that were different speakers were getting up and talking about how the world is has changed so much. And when I got the microphone in my hand, I said the world is changing so much because people like us are sitting in the church ministering to other people like us. That and then we want to be mad at the world and don't understand why the world is changing and and why kids are doing what they're doing and why all this murder and stuff is happening because we got Christian folk ministering to Christian folk. And my Bible says in Matthew 28 that Jesus said, go forth and make disciples of the world, not make disciples of one another. And I told him, until you until we break out of these walls and and get out of the fact and the mindset of that, I'm trying to have a bigger church than you and I'm trying to have a nice facility. Ain't nothing wrong with all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. I ain't saying there's stuff wrong with it, but I'm saying there's gifts and talents. Let me see who's online. There's gifts and talents. Praise God. There's gifts and talents in Anja. There's gifts and talents in Cubion. There's gifts and talents in Dewan. Felisa, there's gifts and talents in you. Cassandra, there's gifts and talents in you. Larice, there's gifts and talents in you. Nathaniel, there's gifts and talents in you. Regina, there's gifts and talents in you. Prophet is Sharon, there's gifts and talents in you. And Shayshaw, Shalonda, there is gifts and talents in you as well. And until we stop saying or waiting for the perfect time for us to show the world our gifts and talents or always trying to show the other people in the church our gifts and talents and actually get out into the world and let our gifts and our talents show, we can't expect any difference. We can't expect any different because the kids have nothing to see. I told you guys when we went to the BET Awards in 2022, I saw the and uh, well, I mean, I don't care about being offensive. I saw the homosexuals out there recruiting kids to be homosexuals. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw them get right on the stage and do a, a homosexual runway where men were dressed up like women and running and walking down an aisle. And then the guy got the microphone and said, we, us homosexuals are here and we are here to stay. And the Christians had nothing to say about it until they got into the church. They got into their four walls. And then they said to other Christians how disappointed they were about what happened, but the world never knew.
And maybe it's time. I know this is not our message, praise God, but I'm going with Holy Spirit. Maybe it is time for us to get out of our four walls and get into showing people what we actually believe. Because the reason why, hallelujah, the reason why we're not seeing change in our city or we're seeing our city go to another direction is because we're we're comfortable in our little two-inch thick seats and our air condition and our nice praise and worship with smoke and lights, and we're comfortable there. And God and Jesus is telling us, hey, the world going to continue to go to hell in a handbasket if we don't get out and say something. The Bible tells us in Corinthians, that we are God's, we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Do y'all know what that means? Like, do we really know what that means? I'm going to do a series on that too. I got that coming. But just to give you a brief overview of what that verse actually means, because a lot of people think, oh, oh, I'm righteous because of Christ Jesus. That's what that means. I'm, I'm God's righteousness because of Christ Jesus. It doesn't mean that at all. What it actually means is we are God's voice we are his hand of judgment through Christ Jesus in the earth. So when you hear that verse, you are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. That means God is expecting you to carry out his authority and to carry out his will in the earth through the power of Jesus Christ. So it has to come a time where you say, no, that's not holy. No, we don't do that. We just don't do that. No, it's wrong. And and time out for being, trying to be, oh, what's the word? Trying to be so concerned about the emotions of a spirit and a demonic one at that. And say, listen, I love you as the person, but I totally disagree with what you're doing in this and in, 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 in pulling from this demonic spirit. Like we're too accepting. We're too accepting. We they 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 they. I mean, let me let me go hood on y'all for a second. Let 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 the let let Miami let 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 Goose and and P Ryan Florida come out real quick. Let 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 it come out real quick. They just be dissing us in our face. They be straight trying us, straight trying us in our face. For real. I mean, they come up on our block. What I mean by that, they come up on our block, they go to our Bible, they take they take events out of our Bible, come up on our block, they run up on our block, they reconstruct the total event, they stamp Hollywood on it, put it in the movie theater, and we don't got nothing to say. We don't got no kind of pushback. We got we we didn't let them come and take over our block, and we ain't got nothing to say. Just giving up territory. I mean, can can I can I be real? I, I'm sorry to get like this, y'all, but it, it, it's just it's it's in me. And for God to wake me up this morning and tell me that at 4:46 this morning, like how much are you gonna give up of your territory on your block? Come on, if you got a business in in a hair business and another salon moves down a block from you, you got something to say about that. I mean, you as I'm saying, I can't believe this girl moved her hair salon right next to me. This is my block. I run this street. I run this corner. Think about that. But we got people that come out and make movies. They made a Moses movie where God was a little boy, and we went and supported it. It had nothing to say about it. <laughs> 
think about this. They take our events. They got another Bible movie coming out here soon. I forget what it is, but it's coming out here soon that Hollywood has made. This is not the Christian people that's making it. Hollywood is making it. And I, I bet it's some more foolishness. And we ain't got nothing to say about it. They got a show on TV called Black Jesus. And Jesus is cussing. We ain't had nothing to say about it. How much longer? I'm offended. I'm straight up mad about it. And the fact that these people will get up here and what we call Jacksonville to be a Christian city. I mean, you can't go nowhere without seeing a church. I mean, there's almost a church on every single corner. It's, it's ridiculous how many churches are in this city. And yet, nobody knew, not e including me, that pagans were getting together downtown by the water so they can cast stuff into the water as they're worshiping Satan. And then here we go. We go to the beach and we swimming all in it. <laughs> oh, my God. Things have got to change. Things have got to change in Jesus' name. So I will be calling you guys, Nathaniel, Regina, um, Cassandra, praise God, Felisa, uh, Monet. I will be calling you guys, and we're going to get together, uh, and we're going to talk about what we can do to be great. And I, I don't care. We don't have the, the, the resources. We got to go find, put some money together. We'll find it. We'll, we'll, we got to go rent out a hotel to do a conference or we got to go get some land or talk to a, 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 a business and ask if we can use their parking lot and put a tent up. We are going to do something because we have got to make some change because change. This is, this is crazy. I think it's a slap in God's face after he has protected this city. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, we were concerned about a category five hurricane coming to Jacksonville and all we got was some wind. Come on. We got to do something. We got to do something in Jesus name. All right, I'm done. Hallelujah. Go ahead and preach. You got something you want to say? No, no, no. That was for, for you, bro. What's that? This was for later. This wasn't for you. Oh, okay. Well, amen. All right. Well, let's pray. You want to go ahead and pray? I want to see uh, Cassandra's comment. You know, has the cafe. See, it's 50 people? Okay. okay. Awesome. We're going to talk about it. Don't worry. I will be reaching out to everyone personally, and uh, we're going to set up this meeting. We're going to get together. We're going to put some strategies together, and we're going to make a difference in this city. We're gonna do it because I, I can't I can't even believe it. You guys wanna go out there. I'm I'm still debating. I'm trying to calm myself because I wanna go out there and create ruckus. That's what I really want to do. But that's not the that's not the the way God I think would have me to do it. Uh plus I, I'm not gonna purchase a ticket to go in there and support, give my money to support that. But I will stand outside and do some chanting that this is wrong and, and all that other stuff. But I, I'm debating on that. Um, I know Pastor Tracy, she's taught here before her and her church is already out there. Transformation Fellowship is already out there. They're spending their Sunday service out there preaching the word of God while and worshiping while the Satanists are doing what they're doing underneath the bridge. And they're going to be speaking words of life over our waters here in Jacksonville while the Satanists are, are throwing stuff into the water uh, and, and whatever they kind of demonic stuff they're doing. So, um, I'm I'm really considering going out there. It just depends on how stuff works out right here. But amen. Let's let's pray and let's get into this word. Father God, we bless you on today, God. We honor you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to come together on this line, God. 
In the name of Jesus, God, we pray, God, that our ears, our hearts are open to receive, God. We thank you, Lord God, that through this word, you would penetrate our hearts, Lord God, that you would give us the wisdom, oh God, that you would give us the knowledge that we need on today, God, to do the very thing that you would have us to do in the cities, oh God, to represent you boldly wherever we go, God. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. We cut the head of any demonic spirit that would try to come and contaminate this word on today. We plead the blood of Jesus over it now. In Jesus' holy, precious, mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Uh, let's go to John chapter 4. We're going to look at verse 21. We've been talking about the spirit of worship. Praise God. It's been absolutely phenomenal. Um and we're what it really means to worship God in spirit and in truth. A lot of times we think when we hear the word worship, we're thinking about lifting our hands and singing a song. And a lot of times that is what this, what, when we hear this verse preached, that's what it is preached on. But this verse has absolutely nothing to do with lifting your hands and singing a song to God. All right. So I gave you last week the definitions of worship, right? Number one, it's a pilgrimage. Worship is a pilgrimage, which is a long journey, particularly a journey to some place deemed sacred in order to pay devotion to a relic or some deceased saint. Okay. It is also a prostration where it is the act of falling down and bowing in humility or adoration to fall on your faith. And then it's obeisance, which is the act of reverence made by the inclination of the body. So I am reverencing something by telling my body no to something. This is what worship is. Let's read John chapter four, starting at verse 21. And it says this, it says, Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor at Jerusalem worship the father. Now let's talk about this mountain really, really quickly. Give you tradition. In tradition, they had some weeks, and I told you this from part one of worship, where they the, remember God's calendar. It was certain times of the year that the Jewish people had to go to a mountain uh, to worship God. And in that mountain or in that progress of going to a mountain, they had to take it. They had to bring something according to what they made. So. Uh, if you were rich, you would bring goats or you would bring cattle. If you were poor, you would bring turtle doves or something like that. And you would bring it to that mountain, something that cost you. It had to cost you something. You would bring it to that mountain. You would hand it over to the priest and the priest would create a sacrifice of that. They would wipe, uh, spread the blood over the altar and then go in and put the, the, the meat, praise God, into the fire as a sweet smelling incense or fragrance to God. So every every major time, every feast that that, uh, that happened throughout the year, the children of Israel had to go to this particular mountain. And Jesus is saying here in verse 21, it is coming a time where you neither have to go to this mountain and worship at this mountain. Verse 22, for ye worship what you do not know. In other words, you were doing stuff and worshiping something that you did not know. You were just doing it just because you saw somebody doing it. You were doing it just because it was tradition, right? You go to church every Sunday just because you saw your parents go to church every Sunday. But there's no actual connection. I remember going through that in my life. I remember when I finally moved out of my parents' house at 23, I think it was, 23, and I, and I got my own place. I remember Sunday, I said, you know what, I'm going to sleep in. <laughs> I don't got to get up and go. 
And I remember God correcting my heart and penetrating my heart and say, were, were, were you really in relationship with me or were you just doing what you saw your parents do? And it was just, it was like a slice in my heart. Like, ouch, Ali, you really hit me that hard just then. And a lot of us right now that are in church are in church because we saw that's just what we do on Sunday. We go to church and then at the Sunday, at the church Sunday, we get a good home cooked, cooked soul food meal with some cornbread, collard greens, mac and cheese, fried chicken or something. And we watch football. That's just what we do. And then after that, we go to sleep for two or three hours and, 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 and that's Sunday and we get ready for Monday. That's Sunday. But but Jesus is saying here to this woman, y'all been doing this thing for, for throughout the year for years, and you don't even know what you're doing it for. You don't even know what you're doing it for. Verse 22, so ye worship ye now, not what? We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, but the hour cometh, now is when the true worshipers, I will underline that phrase. The true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. So now, we have this. We have to understand that this, this true worship was done as a, I'll sacrifice this to you, God, so that you can bless me it later with the return. So, Three major, and uh, matter of fact, let, uh, let me not let's talk about it. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 16. Let's go. Let me show it to you in the word so you guys know I'm not lying to you. Let me show it to you in the word. Deuteronomy 16. Let's go there. Praise God. We're going to look at verse 16. You want to read it, Vonda? Computer's Your computer's messing up. Okay, that's fine. So Deuteronomy 16, verse 16, it says this. Three times in the year, three times in the year shall... All the males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose. And the feast of unleavened bread, and the feast of weeks, which is the one we just got out of, and uh, right now today, and the feast of the tabernacle. And they shall appear before the Lord, they shall not appear before the Lord empty. Every man shall give, and that word give there, if you look in your Bible, you will see that it is it is italicized. So the actual, that means they was added to give more clarity. But it really should say, every man shall sacrifice. Hmm. Every man shall sacrifice as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which he hath given thee. So three times a year at these major feasts, you were supposed to come. Every male was supposed to come, praise God. And they weren't supposed to come empty-handed. It was forbidden. It said, you shall not come empty before the Lord. And you had to sacrifice or give to God something that cost you. Remember, a sacrifice isn't just something like, let's say, if I got two pins or, or, and I just give you that, oh, I got a bottle of water. Here you go. I got, I got 30 more bottles of water in the back. That's not a sacrifice. A sacrifice would be, I got this one bottle of water and that's all I got right now and I'm thirsty and I'm going to give God this one bottle of water. That's a sacrifice. So now I'm supposed to sacrifice what I am able according to the blessing of the Lord on my life. Now, the key part here is the blessing of the Lord. And a lot, a lot of times you will hear this verse used in, in, in giving. 
You're supposed to give according to the blessing of the Lord on your life. A lot of reasons why people struggle is because they don't give according to the blessing of the Lord on their life. They give according to their situation. They give according to what, what they have in their account right now. They give according to, I don't have a job. They give according to, I'm on unemployment. They give according to, I make $22 an hour. They give according to, I'm working three jobs just to pay the bills now. But the Bible says, don't give according to your situation. It says, give according to the blessing of the Lord on your life. time and think about that give according to the blessing of the lord on your life so now i gotta ask you some questions did you wake up this morning Come on. were you able to get some toothpaste and squeeze it on a toothbrush and brush your teeth were you able to turn your water faucet to the left and get hot water out were you able to grab a rag and put it under the hot water and wipe your face and clean your eyes and stuff like that? Were you able to go to the restroom and use the restroom and then hit the nozzle in the toilet flush? Were you able to come, come downstairs or go into your kitchen, open the refrigerator and have a choice? Mm. If you were able to do those things, praise God, then it means the blessing yeah. of the Lord is upon your life. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord is upon your life. From that blessing is what I'm supposed to give from or give out of. If it does not hurt me, I'm not doing it right. Oh, that's the Bible. That ain't me talking. That's the Bible. So now, notice these feasts that they gave to during the feast of unleavened bread, the Feast of Weeks and the Feast of Tabernacle. These feasts were, were, were in at certain parts of the year and they determined how your next part of the year would go. So if you gave according to your situation, your next part of the year would not be successful. But if you gave according to the blessing of the Lord, your next part of the year would be great. Mm. Hallelujah. So when these people came and they gave, they gave because they were giving to make sure their families were taken care of, to make sure that the harvests, the harvest that they were getting was great enough to sell in the in the temple, oh, excuse me, not in the temple, in the marketplace, so that they can make money that the money's needed to bring back. But it took them first sacrificing something. Yeah. And this was considered their worship. Notice it had nothing to do with singing. Right. Notice it had nothing to do with lifting their hands. Notice it had nothing to do with falling down on their face and on their knees and all this stuff. Notice it had nothing to do with that. Their worship was considered them giving something that hurt, sacrificing something that hurt according to the blessing of the Lord on their life. And they had to do it three times a year. And they went to this particular mountain. Now go back to John chapter four. Oh, hallelujah. I hope y'all are getting something out of this. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here it is. Verse 22. And ye shall, ye worship ye now, not ye, excuse me, ye worship ye know not what. You don't know what you worship. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh now and is now when true worshipers, 
true worshipers. Now we take that definition of what a true worshiper is, and we say, okay, a true worshiper is someone that is willing to sacrifice what God has told them to sacrifice and give what God has told them to give of them of their life according to the blessing of the Lord on your life. Now, it's impossible for you to be a true worshiper if you don't have no blessing. <laughs> I know y'all, we going deep today. We going deep. I got my apostle towel. I feel good. And I got this beautiful, beautiful backdrop. Hallelujah. <laughs> but look at this. If I don't know, if I don't have any blessing of the Lord, then there's no way I can worship him. True worship is not singing. True worship is not praying in tongues. True worship is taking what God has given me, understanding that it's only because of him that I have this, and I'll cut away from myself what I need or what I believe God is telling me to give and give it to him. I'll sacrifice it. Now you say, well, oh, is this just about money? True worship about giving money? No, it's not. Cutting away whatever God tells you to cut away is true worship. Some of us, God has told us to get rid of that job you at. But that job pays my bill. But every day on Sunday, you come to church on Sunday and you lift your hands and you worship and you sing the songs in your car. You turn the radio up and you're singing the songs in your car. You're bouncing and, you, and then you're crying. You got so many emotions and thinking that you're worshiping God. And God is like, you ain't even done what I told you to do. <laughs> you're not worshiping me. That's, that's what Jesus said in Matthew, that your mouth, your lips give me lip service, but your heart is so far away from me. Because, see, if you really worship me with your heart, if you really were a true worshiper, when I told you to leave that job, you would have left. Watch this. And when I told you don't take that job, you wouldn't have taken it. Watch this. When I told you to leave that relationship, he was no good for you. She was no good for you, but you stayed. When I told you to go take sister so-and-so out to lunch that you don't care for and you decided not to do it because you don't care for her, I'm not spending my money on sister so-and-so. I don't even like her. You're not truly worshiping me. You just got a bunch of lip service. Because true worship is when I tell you to do something and I know it hurts, you do it anyway. I am preaching good. Oh, my gosh. True worship. True worship is when I do what God tells me to do. See, in, in John chapter 2 and in Matthew chapter 21, where Jesus goes inside the temple and kicks everybody out, that's what the church has become. We become a church that I, I'm here, you know what I'm saying? I'm here because I do this. I'm I'm very, I'm gifted at this talent and I really can help you. So let me go to church and let me network. As unto man. As unto man. Right. And church has become the 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 ground, the breeding ground of networking and marketplace. And God is like, Jesus is like, my house shall be a house of prayer. Let's let, let's let's look at this real quick. I want matter of fact, let's let's go to let's go. Let's just go. Since we're in John, let's just go to John chapter two. Go back, go back a couple pages to John chapter two. And let's look at verse 13. 
Here we go. And the Jews' Passover was at hand. Now remember, the Passover is one of those feasts mm -hmm. that we are that we are supposed to go to the temple or go to a place that God shows us and bring something <laughs> to sacrifice or worship, right? So the Jews' Passover was at hand. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves. Remember now, when you had something, you're supposed, you're supposed to bring according to what you had. So some brought sheep, some bought oxen, oxen some brought total, uh, brought total doves, turtle doves. And you were supposed to bring these things to sacrifice or give to the priest to sacrifice so that your upcoming years or months would be great. But let's see what it says here. And they found, verse 14, and found in the temple those that sold. Wait a minute. They didn't give to the, the priest. They sold the oxen. They sold the sheep and they sold the doves and the, ch the changers of the money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them out. In other words, Jesus put together a whip. He, he put together a whip and he drove them out of the temple and, and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the chargers of money and overthrew the tables. And he said unto them that sold doves, take these things hence, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I might offend some people here. <laughs> and I'm not trying to offend you if this is what your church does, but this will never be a church that's going to sell fish dinners. <laughs> no. We'll give some fish dinners away, but we're not, we're not here for that. We're here to make a sacrifice because it is our worship to do what God tells us to do. Let's look at this word prayer. You have the day. You want to read the definition? You have it right. Let's look at this word prayer and what it comes from and what it really means. Let's go. You're in part three. You need to be in part two. <laughs> you you next. You in you in next week. At one time. Yeah, you in next week. Need me to go? All right, I read. All right, the word prayer it comes from a Latin word called precari, precari, p r e c a r i, precari, which means to communicate through worship to a deity. However, if you break Pekari down to its root word, which is Palel, P-E-L-E-L, Palel, it means to reflect the act of self-analysis or self-evaluation to be compared to something or someone in a higher position than you. Let me read it one more time because I need y'all to get this, praise God, because this is big. When Jesus said this should be a house of prayer, he was literally saying this should be a house where you come to reflect, where you come to make self-analysis and self-evaluation, and you compare yourself to someone that is in a higher position than you. And that someone that you should be comparing yourself to, praise God, should be God. 
Mm. So now when I'm coming into the house of the Lord, I'm going to do a self-reflection. I'm going to look over my life. I'm going to hear what the pastor is teaching, and I'm going to look over my life. Does this line up with what God's life looks like? And if this piece of my life or if this phase of my life doesn't line up to how God is telling me to line up or to what God's life looks like, then I'm going to take a shaving knife. And even though it hurts, I'm going to cut that piece away and I'm going to sacrifice that to God. Oh, somebody got to get this. See, what has happened in the church, what has happened in the church is we have come in. And we are self-evaluating ourselves against the pastor. And we are self-evaluating ourselves against the music of the, mu the music minister. And we are self-evaluating ourselves based upon Sister Daisy, who knows how to pray real well. And we're self-evaluating ourselves based on Sister uh, Ronald, who knows how to just walk and speak in tongues real well. And you don't know what their, their life really is like. And what happens is we become the Christian that is shaped in the, in the form of Ronald or Daisy and, or the pastor. And we are just adding more stress onto our head and wondering why things are not working because we're shaving and shaping our lives to the people we see that we think are holy instead of doing it to God. And if I can stop for a minute, this is my issue with most pastors right here. This is my issue with most pastors. I'm sorry. You hate me in this city if you want to. I don't care. I've never been one to care if you don't like me or you hate me. I'm telling you, this, this is what I have. These are the, the, the conversations I'm in right now with most pastors in this city. You are not a God. People should not be shaping their lives after you. You who are on this, this live, you should never shape your life after Pastor Joshua. You should never shape your life after Pastor Vonda. Yes, you might look up to us. Yes, you might come and get advice from us. But we are encouraging you always to shape your life after God. And God only. He is the only God. We've gotten pastors that are so busy trying to be celebrities in the pulpit, and they've forgotten about they're supposed to be ministers. And that word ministers come from a Hebrew word and a Greek word that means the lowest form of a servant. I'm supposed to be low to the ground, not high and above. And you can't talk to me. You can't reach me. You can't touch me because I'm a celebrity now, and I have this mega church. No, you are wrong. My Bible says that the house of the Lord should be a house of prayer, a place where you come and you do self-evaluation, you do self-evaluation, and you say, God, does my life look like you? Not God, does my life look like the pastor? That's what's wrong with so many people in the church today. They see the pastor and they see the pastor's family and they see, oh, oh, it just looks so perfect. And they got their children and they got their wife and they just have the perfect relationship. And then you go home and you beat up on your husband. You go home and you beat up on your wife because your life don't look like what the pastor life looked like. And then what you fail to realize or what the pastor has failed to teach you is that I'm by making my life look like God, nobody else. Come on. And you try to have or get what the pastor has and you find yourself living a life of hell you don't have to say amen I can't hear you no way <laughs> hallelujah go to Psalms go to Psalms really quickly 
Psalms chapter eight. I want to show you guys something. You don't see no react. You don't see no, 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 no God in your life because you praying like some pastor you heard pray before or somebody you heard pray. I like the way they pray. Oh man, for years in the God in the Baptist church, you heard everybody start off, Lord, I come before you humbly, body bent and and, and uh, knee bent and body bowed, and touch me with your finger of love. And you've been praying all this stuff, praise God. And you just doing all this stuff, thinking that it's that's getting God's attention. And you're praying someone who probably died a hundred years ago, something that God told them to pray, and it has power for them, but no power for you. Oh, I got one. Go in. Or not even evaluating yourself, receiving the word to evaluate yourself, but you're receiving the word to evaluate somebody else. Hmm. That's good. That happens a lot. Yeah. And we get stuck there going to church, not for ourselves, but for somebody else to go correct, to go judge, to go beat somebody else over the head with the word. We're not doing it for ourselves. I wish sister so-and-so could hear this message. That part. <laughs> no, you hear the message. That part. I wish brother so I'm gonna send this message to my brother. He need this. No, you you listen to it again. <laughs> Do that. Come on. I tell I, I was tell, teaching us uh, about a year ago at a a, a a a place at a church, and I was telling him, you know where all that started with the hooping and hollering. That and the Lord said, and that God is gonna be good. And if you just praise Him, that God will come through, and He'll make it. You know, all that started back in 1901 with a, a pastor on uh, in California on at the Azuzu Street. And the reason why he did that is because he had a, one lung that was hurt or that was messed up, so he had to take deep breaths. And people thought it was emotion. So now in every Baptist church you go to, now now you in every Baptist church you go to, you got people. <laughs> and the man was the man wasn't doing that because God was on him. He was doing that because he just wanted to breathe. And when I got when I got more mature in the things of God, I started realizing that I couldn't really receive, I couldn't even hear the word between all of the the extra. It made it so hard for me to understand what was being said. I couldn't, I couldn't get anything out of it. It was, it was hilarious. Go look it up. 1901, when you guys get it, 1901, uh, it was a black pastor uh, at the Zuzu Street Revival in 1901. He had one eye. He had he had been through a, a, a military. He had one eye, and I think he got shot, and it and it collapsed a piece that he had to, they had to take off a piece, a piece of his lung. And as a result, he struggled to breathe. <laughs> I know this is blowing y'all mind. When I learned it, I was like, I ain't never hooping and hollering again. <laughs> thought that was because the spirit of God got on you and you supposed to ah, 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 I'm just going to talk to people now. <laughs> and what happens now, people come to church for an, a, a show. If the pastor don't hoop and holler, that don't, that's not good for me. Not realizing that all that started by a man who went through a, that had a hard life and he was just trying to breathe while he talked. So he took deep breaths. <gasps> I know. Close your mouths. I see some of y'all. I see y'all in the spirit. Your mouth Look, wide open. If you're not hooping, it's not anointed. It's not anointed. <laughs> you got to spit and hoop. Yeah. For it to be anointed. And instead of you being the Christian that God called you to be, so you can walk in the power that God has set aside for you to walk in, you praying and acting like somebody else with no power, and you wondering why things aren't changing. 
because you trying to pray like me or you trying to worship like like Israel or you trying to be like Stephen Furtick. No, be you. There is no greater person on earth than you. You are the best you. God doesn't bless who you pretend to be. Yeah. He's not doing that. He's blessing the true, the true you, not the fake you. Come on. If you snort while you laughs, go ahead and get a good one in. <laughs> get it in. <laughs> I mean, be who God made you to be. There is power. I just told you last week, he intricately knitted you together and put you together the way he wanted you to be put together. But I know life happens. You get picked on in school. Stuff happens. Somebody calls you fat. Somebody calls you out your name. Somebody did it, and it caused you to adjust who you were to try to fit in a little bit more. But as the word of the Lord came forth to me yesterday from an apostle who I never seen before, she said, be who God made you to be. And I want to say the same thing to you all today. Be who God made you to be. Quit adjusting yourself to try to make somebody happy because that adjustment you're making, you could just be adjusting yourself right out of the power that God gave you. We, we sat in a powerful service on, was it Thursday night? Yeah. With Prophetess uh, Sharon, where she ministered on um, the spirit of approval of um, people pleasing. And she explained how people pleasing is a, a form of witchcraft. Is you wanting to get your own way? Is you doing so much for the pleasure and, and the approval of other people that you lose sight of the very thing that God is asking you to do? Very powerful word, but it's something that we have to really consider and we have to be sure that when we're doing things we're doing things as unto the lord because what happens is we get to pleasing people and doing things for people and then one day we get tired of it we get completely tired of trying to do everything to please everybody because doing it for man is not enough to sustain us it's like having a, a car full of gas and all of a sudden you just run completely out of gas you can't do nothing else for anybody else and then you have a fit you blow up you get incredibly frustrated because we're doing so much to please other people. But God says he blesses those. He's looking for those that are true. We have to worship him in spirit and in truth, not in who we're pretending to be. <laughs> That's good. Quit going into next week. <laughs> yes. Look at Psalm chapter 8. No, that was really good, though. Psalm chapter 8, looking at verse 4. It says this. What is man that you are mindful of him. We stay on his mind all the time. And the son of man that thou visit him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Circle that word angels. <laughs> and hast crowned him with glory and honor. And thou hast made him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Oh my Jesus! This is why you gotta be you. Just read, my God! I mean, the church should be just blowing up right now. Did you hear what I just read? God said, or Jesus said in in, in John, "My Father's house shall be a house of prayer." We just got the definition that when we go to His house, we should self-evaluate. We should. Look at ourselves, and we should be comparing ourselves to someone that is higher than us. And then we came here to Psalms, and Psalms said this. What is man that you are mindful, or we stay on his mind all the time, 
And it says this, for thou hast made man a little lower than the angels. Now, that word angels, a lot of people get this confused. We think that's the angels like Michael and the angels like Gabriel, the ones that fly away with wings. But that word angels there actually means El Elyon, the most high God. And I love the fact that he said in this verse, El Elyon, the most high God, because what David is saying here is, God, you made us just a little lower than you yourself. Ay, yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that he said El Elyon because David could have easily said, God, you made us a little lower than El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty. Or God, you made us a little lower than Adonai. Or God, you made us a little lower than Yahweh. Or God, you made us a little lower than Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah, Jehovah Ra, Jehovah Shema, Jehovah Tesikanu. God, you made us a little lower than all these people. But in, in, in what he said, because God is so big, hallelujah, what I told you last week, hallelujah, he said, you made us a little lower than El Elyon, the most high God, or in other words, you made us just a little lower than the I am that I am. Oh, I'm ready to whoop and holler now. I'm ready to just twirl my towel around in the air. Let me get in the video. I'm ready to twirl my towel and around in the air because God, David said here, who is man that we stay on your mind all the time and that you made us, you made us just a little lower than the I am that I am. And he did not stop there, church. Listen to what he said. And you gave them to me over the root of your hands. You got to get this today. Oh, that's so good. David says here, not only did you make us a little lower than the I am that I am, but you gave us work power and dominion over your own hands. I mean, do you hear what I'm saying, church? That's why I can't, that's why I, I, it's, it's hard for me to, to believe that God has called you to struggle. It's hard for me to believe that God has called you to poverty. It's hard for me to believe that God has called you to, to nothingness, to be broke, to not have, to not, to not, to not. I mean, it's just hard for me to believe that. And we walk around here saying these things. And my Bible says that he made me just a little lower than him himself. And then on top of that, he gave me dominion over his own hands. So when I pray, I'm not just praying out of the voice of Joshua. I'm praying out of the voice of I am that I am. And when I declare, I'm declaring with the hands of I am that I am. When I decree, I'm decreeing with the hands of I am that I am. When I'm sick and I got disease running through my body and I lay my hand on my body, I'm laying the hand of I am that I am on my body. Praise God. That's why my body got the line up. That's why sickness and disease can't be around. That's why poverty can't be around because I am that I am lives on the inside of me and he has given me dominion over his own hands. Oh, oh my God. Hey, Shabbat. That's so good. 
Hey, y'all ought to shout right now. You ought to lift your hands up, praise God. If you if we was in a church, but I tell you, take a lap. Take a lap if you believe that the I am, that I am is living on the inside of you. And he has made you just a little lower than him, praise God. And he has given you authority over that over his hands. You ought to just take some moment right now and shout, praise God. You ought to take a moment and declare some things. Matter of fact, take five to ten seconds right now and declare what your life is going to be. Declare what the end of this year is going to be. Declare what you're going to have. Declare what your children are going to be. Declare what your grandchildren are going to be. Take 10 seconds right now and get started in prayer. Exactly where you at. Declare what your life is going to be. Hallelujah. Right now, in Jesus' name, that my household is blessed. I declare that my family is blessed. I declare every bill is paid. I declare that I got stuff in store and so much more. I declare I'm the head and not the tail. I declare I'm above only and not belief. I declare right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. 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 I declare I'm not depressed anymore. I declare suicidal thoughts are gone. I declare right now in Jesus' name, I find my joy. I declare I find my confidence. I declare I find my faith. I declare, hallelujah, I'm the head and not the tail. I declare I'm above only and not beneath. I declare that I hit the bullseye all the time. I declare that I'm missing nothing, that I'm lacking nothing. I declare that everywhere my feet tread upon is an expansion of the Garden of Eden. I declare that God is my, my safe. I declare that God is my refuge. I declare that I can run unto him and be saved. I declare that the, the righteous may, may endure much pain, but God will deliver me from it all. I declare that all my needs are met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I declare that the eyes of my understanding are enlightened in the knowledge of him, and I know the hope of my calling. I declare that when I put this body down, I'll be in eternity with him. I declare that my son will be saved. I declare that my children are coming back to the things of the Lord. I declare in Jesus' name. I declare, I decree, because I have authority over his hands in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I declare. Hallelujah. 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 Thou hast made him to have dominion over thy works of thy hands, and thou hast put all things under his feet. Who is man? Hallelujah. Who is man? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a name is that? I got to ask David. Who is Andre? Who is Christopher King? Who is Dr. Cubion? Who is Felisa? Who is Larice? Who is Monet? Who is Nathaniel? Who is Sharon Johnson, Lenar? Who is Regina? Who is Shalonda? Who is Lauren? Who is Fonda? Who is Joshua? That God is mindful of them. 
and that God has made them just a little lower than El Elyon, the I am that I am, and that God has, met, has given them dominion over the works of his hands and has put things under his feet. Who is it? Who are you? Do you know who you are? You up here comparing yourself to a pastor? Comparing yourself to me? When you know who you are, you don't compare yourself to nobody. But El Elyon, the I am that I am, the most high God. True worship is when I come in and I self-evaluate. Ah, I self-analyze and I compare myself to something that is higher than me. Well, let me tell you something today, church. I'm not higher than you. Vonda's not higher than you. Your mom and dad is not higher than you. The president is not higher than you. The only person that is higher than you is L. L. Yon, the I am that I am. And with that being said, the only person you should be comparing yourself to is L. L. Yon, the most high God. But when I see that, God, does my life look like yours right now? And wherever it doesn't, I want to cut it away. I used to pray this prayer when I was in Bible college, and I don't encourage you to pray it unless you really mean it. But I used to pray, God, whatever's not like you in my life, destroy it. God, whatever is not like you, in my life, destroy it. Now, before you pray that prayer, make sure you are ready because when you give God complete access to your life like that, a lot of things that you love, I lost friends, I lost family members. <laughs> I had to cut away jobs. I had to turn and delete phone numbers out of my, my, my phone book. Certain places that I love to go, I could no longer go anymore. Why? Because I wanted to worship God. I wanted to be a true worshiper. And in order for me to be a true worshiper, I had to compare myself to him and then cut away or sacrifice everything that he said sacrifice out of obedience. That's where that verse in the Bible comes where it says obedience is better than sacrifice. A lot of us will sacrifice sleep. We'll go to an all-night prayer service. We'll go to an all-night worship service. We'll sacrifice that. But the Bible says obedience is better than the sacrifice. So though you're sacrificing those things, are you going to be obedient and do what he tells you to do? Because that is where your true worship is found at. I tell you, it was, it was places I used to love to go just to hang and watch the vibe. And God said, I don't want you to go there anymore. But God, I ain't doing nothing wrong. 
That's what Paul got. Paul had this real bad in, in Corinthians 6. He said, everything that pro that's not sin doesn't necessarily profit a man. Meaning, just because it's not sin and you have a right to do it don't mean that God wants you to do it. And I was bad with that. But God, this ain't sin. It was certain movies that I love that I consider classic. You guys, I, I almost want to tell Lauren to turn the camera so I can show you guys my DVD collection. I am a huge, huge movie fan. And I will never forget, I, I, I think at the age of, right before I moved to Jacksonville, so I was 21 when I moved, 21, 22 when I moved here. And God started dealing with me with this. <laughs> and he said, the blessing of the Lord, Joshua, isn't in your life because of all the movies you had. And I had classics that are considered classics to this day. I had over 450 movies before I moved. By the age of 21, that lets you know how many movies I had. And I had classics like Baby Boy. Classics like Juice. Classics like Dead Presidents. Classic movies that I had that I knew. Some of them I had I wouldn't even open because I knew they were going to be worth money later on down the line. And God said, I'm calling you my son to throw it away and burn it. I said, what, God? Not Jesus? Not dead president? Not baby boy? And God said, do you want my glory? Or do you want your movie? He said, well, true worship begins. Self ends. And whatever God tells me to throw away, I throw away. So I went through my movie collection. I threw away about 200 movies. I remember it to this day. Vanilla Sky was another one. I'm just throwing these movies away. Showdown in Little Tokyo with Bruce Lee's son. I had to throw away all these movies. Why? Because I wanted to worship God. It's easy to sacrifice. It's easy to lift your hands up and worship God. Oh, but my arms are tired. Yeah, that's a sacrifice. But will you be obedient? Because a sacrifice means nothing until obedience is present. It might cause for you guys some of the music you listen to. I told you, God told me to get rid of that Jamie Foxx CD, Unpredictable. And I fought with it and I struggled with it. I threw it out my window. I was riding down by South Ridge. I threw the, the CD out my window, got all the way to Quail Roost, turned around and went back and found, got my flashlight and found that CD, put it back into my, my truck. The next day I went to college, I went parked in the garage, I came back from my classes, all of my, my headlights were stolen out. <laughs> my obedience will keep certain things away from me. Certain experiences that we have or we go through, we, wouldn't we would not have to go through if we just be obedient. What is God asking you to sacrifice right now? That's the question. Or will your response be, it's just not that serious. It ain't that serious. I remember when God, I'll give you something recent. When God told me to stop watching power. You don't need that in your spirit. It's tainting you. 
I'm like, God, it's just a TV show. What you talking about? I know how to see past this. This ain't affecting me. This ain't real. I mean, I'm good. It's, it's God. Are you going to obey? As much as I love the show, I quit watching it. I'll give you another one. The Game. It was a, a huge sitcom back in the day. And God was like, quit watching that foolishness. Like, what? No. Sacrifice. Obedience. Why? Because God said, I'm trying to make you look like me. I'm trying to give you power over the works and dominion over the works of my hands. But I can't when you won't let go of certain things. It's more than just relationships, people. Letting people off, yeah, that's a part of it. But what's in your house? God might say, I don't want you to wear that outfit no more. It's too provocative. My Lord Jesus. It's too provocative. I don't want you to wear that outfit anymore. Are you going to worship him with your heart and throw those clothes away? Uh, are you going to worship him with your lips and say, Lord, I love you and do, and do nothing he says? True worship has nothing to do with lifting your hands. It has nothing to do with singing a song. It has everything to do with comparing yourself to someone that is higher than you and then making the necessary cuts so that you look like them. And the only person that is higher than you is God Almighty. The I am that I am. Are you going to make the necessary cuts so that you can continue to walk in the power he has ordained you to walk in? Or will you give him lip service and do whatever you want to do and then have the nerve to come complain to me while things aren't working in your life. That is the question of the week. Shabali. Oh, there's a sweet spirit in this place. And I, I, I know God is dealing with you guys right now. I know he is. Some of you guys are looking over, over your life right now, asking God, God, what do I need to get rid of? Come on, I'll give you one in Vonda's life. Not that she even looked at it like that, but when I first met her, she was into elephants real bad. She loved them. And once she found out the meaning behind the elephants, I came in, I told her, hey, sometimes you got you to gotta, you gotta let go of those elephants. There's a meaning behind it. As much as she loved them, she let go of them. And she had how, you tell your own testimony. The elephants. Yeah, but how many did you have in your house? <laughs> Lauren said too many. <laughs> how many did you have? Few. I had one in pretty much every room in my house, and maybe a few. Yeah, I did. Maybe a few. God, yeah. I had made them an idol. Every trip that I went on, I had to get an elephant. Gifts that people would give me, they would give me elephants. So at one point, I thought I was just that was just a thing for me to do and have. You say it's not that serious. It's just a gift. No, it's that serious. What you're bringing into your house. I'll give you another one that we really are bad with, sleeping with the TV on. Word, not are. No, 
I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about just people in general. That was me. That was me. That was something that I did. I did sleep with the TV on years ago. And what you fail to realize is that your TV, your even though your body or your flesh is resting, your spirit man is up. And you wake up sometimes and you see porn on the TV. You see all kinds of commercials. All that's going right into your spirit. And then you wonder why you're struggling with lust. You're wondering why you're struggling to keep your pants on. I'm not doing, I'm not watching any porn, but yeah, you don't know what you're watching because you sleep, but your spirit man is taking all that in. And God, God required us to turn off the TV while you're sleeping. <laughs> I know some of y'all cussing in y'all mouth right now. Stop it. Don't turn off my TV. I need some noise. I need some noise. Well, you can put some noise now. Now we go to bed to worship. I fall asleep right to worship music. It doesn't have to be, be just instrumental. Why? Because what God wants of me and the power that he wants me to work, walk in, I don't want to disdain it and I don't want to stop it and I don't want to weaken it because I'm too busy doing what I want to do. I'm going to leave it there because we're past our time. And we'll come back and we'll pick up on next week. But I encourage you this week, do a self-examination, do a self-analysis. And ask God if you're ready to pray this prayer, first and foremost. If you're ready to pray this prayer, if you're not ready to pray this prayer, I respect your honesty. But if you are ready to pray this prayer, ask God, whatever is not like you, Father, inside of my life, destroy it. Whatever is not like you, God, in my life, destroy it. And I challenge you when he starts to show you things, because trust, he is going to show you things. I challenge you, no matter how bad it hurts, no matter who it is, no matter what it is, do what God tells you to do and watch the power start to show up even more in your life. That's my challenge to you today. In Jesus name. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you, Lord God, for these people that you have caused this word to fall upon in Jesus name. Father, I bless each and every one of you as they, as they make this, this commitment today to pray this prayer, Lord God. I decree and declare that you will speak to their hearts. You will show them what they need to cut away as a form of true worship, Lord God, from their lives in Jesus name. Father, we love you. We honor you. We thank you that this, this word has fallen, <clears throat> excuse me, on good ground. And it will take good root in the hearts of your people in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I hope you got something out of that today. I know I did. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Firmly fixed. Amen. In Jesus name. I received that. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, for those who would like to give, you can, I, I did learn, uh, uh, Vonda did say you can still go to our giving portal which is if you wanted to text launch to 188364give that's 188364give we'll send you a link back uh, to a secure website where you can go ahead and give your gift if you also want to give you can go to our website praise god and you can give right there as well uh, we appreciate what is this oh uh, were you pushing it over i think you want me to say something <clears throat> hey man again i want to say thank you to I just felt like the power was even more today because of this backdrop. So I want to say thank you to uh, Larice and Kay again uh, for this beautiful, beautiful backdrop. I just, I mean, I, the power of God is just exuding off of it. 
I just feel it. And it's just, it's so good. It's, it's just, I, it's going to stay up all week <clears throat> in Jesus name. I love it. Yeah, I know it's been up all week, but it's going to stay up all week even more. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for it, y'all. For those who are giving, praise God, just lift your phones up. Lift your phones up or touch your phones, whatever it is. And Father, I just want to pray right now in Jesus' name over those who have given their seed, their gift, Father God. I decree and declare that they have given according to the blessing of the Lord upon their life. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you that that their seed is not, it will not go unknown or unrecognized. But Lord God, you will have men give back into their bosom, pressed down, shaken together, and running over 30, 60, 100 fold, Lord God, and that they will stand up and be able to decree your glory, decree your power in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, even again, that this week as they examine them, them themselves, examine their lives, Lord God, that you'll begin to show areas in their heart where hurt is, areas in their heart where unforgiveness is, Lord God, areas in their heart where they might need to throw away some things or cut away some things, some places that you may not want them to go anymore, Lord God, so that the power can be revelant in, uh, re relevant in their lives in every minute and every second of the day. Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for those who have the heart to give. And I pray for them in this week. We release ministry. We release warring angels to go forth into this week and make this week safe. Remove any kind of hindrance or distraction out of the way that will try to hurt or bring some sort of sorrow into their lives. We decree and declare right now in Jesus' name, Lord God, that what you would have us to do as a church as well, as today is our official open day in Jesus' name, September 24th, Father, the 10 days of all, we declare that in these next 10 days, God, you will show up like you have never showed up before, that your power will be upon each and every person connected to this ministry like never before, that we will see miraculous miracles, Lord God. We will see, Lord God, bills paid. We will see miracle money show up, Lord God, and hallelujah, in these 10 days of all, Lord God. I decree and declare it right now in Jesus' name, and I say, let it be so right now in each and every family household right now lord god let it be so business hallelujah coming to the entrepreneur lord god new customers new clientele right now to the entrepreneur in jesus name in these 10 days of all lord god this is your calendar we're operating on your calendar lord god in these 10 days of all show up lord god and show out in these next 10 days we bless you lord we honor you and we are looking for your power on a day-to-day -day basis, in Jesus' name, we pray, believe, and declare, amen and amen. We love you guys so much. Be blessed. And remember, just send a prayer up today I for the foolishness I that's going on. I'm sorry. I got to say what I heard while you were praying. In the next 10 days, it's the time for us to open our mouths. We need to declare every day. We need to declare over our families, over ourselves every day. This is not the time to pray in silent, but this is the time to let your prayers be, be, be manifest. Let your prayers be heard. Let yourself hear the prayers because the prayer will not only speak volumes and connect with God, but the prayer is also going to do something within you. Faith comes by hearing. God wants us to speak and to speak loudly where he's placed on our hearts. Amen. Receive that. Let it be so. Talk out loud, you guys. We love you so much, and we'll see you. I'll be reaching out to people this week um, to, to set a time 
Um, so please, uh, I don't want to say just watch your phones, but if you see a call from a 904 number, 904 uh, 945-2845, that's me calling. And I'm gonna I'm going to be reaching out to get a meeting together so we can all come together and discuss how we're going to impact this city and what's the strategy gonna be. I love y'all. Enjoy your Sam your Sunday. Go Dolphins and go Seattle Seahawks for my other passive friend. But go Dolphins, most importantly. In Jesus' name we pray. Love y'all. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.